0: In this episode of Info Product Mastery, we'll discuss seven reasons why developers have an unfair advantage when creating info products and online education businesses. This is Info Product Mastery, episode three. Welcome to Info Product Mastery, the podcast that helps developers, educators, and entrepreneurs launch and grow their online education businesses. Whether you're just looking to create a passive income stream or creating a full-time living, I'm your host, Adrian Rosebrock. So before we kick off today's podcast, I just wanted to apologize in advance if my voice sounds a little off or a little different. Two days ago, I tested positive for COVID. I'm, I'm fine, I'm good, just quarantining in in my house and hanging out. And you know, had a high fever for for about 24 hours. That went away. And honestly, the worst part of it right now is the congestion. Yeah, I can still still feel it in my throat a little bit, but honestly, otherwise feeling feeling great. So I wanted to record this podcast, share it with you, but also wanted to apologize in advance if my voice just seems a little different, a little crackly, maybe, maybe a little nasally. So apologize, but hey, let's dig in and learn some stuff. Today I really want to speak directly to developers. And as you probably know, I'm I'm a developer myself. I have a PhD in computer science and I've been coding since I was, geez, like fourteen years old. I've built mobile apps, created web apps at scale, developed artificial intelligence apps and services, and published research papers. And at the core, I am a programmer and a developer. And that's that's also why I believe I was successful when starting my own info product company, PyMage Search, eight years ago, back in I guess, I guess it was twenty fourteen. There are a lot of unfair advantages that I had as a developer over the general population in in the education niche just because I was more technical in nature. I'll also say that those advantages, they certainly weren't specific to me. I believe all developers can utilize these tactics and strategies. So if, if you really put your back into it, you can use these advantages to build a passive income stream or you know, even create a full-time living for yourself that could allow you to quit your day job, work less hours, spend more time with your family, and hey, maybe even retire early one day. So let's dive into these seven reasons now. The first reason is that you already have the knowledge that other people will pay for. And I'm not going to bore you with statistics and numbers and studies you already know, but I think it's worth explicitly stating here that people pay good money to become proficient software developers, data scientists, and technology experts. A study by U.S. News back in 2022 showed that the median salary of software developers is about 110000 in, in the United States, while the top 25% were clearing upwards of 140000 So people go to school. They, they pay tens of thousands of dollars, even hundreds of thousands of dollars, to obtain their computer science degrees. And then you have code boot camps like Full Stack Academy, Hack Reactor, Lambda School. All these compete with your traditional schooling. And often these graduates clearing the program will will be paid similar salaries as your college graduates, but they cost a fraction of the price to complete. Like I think Full Stack Academy and Hack Reactor, I think their prices are between five and twenty thousand dollars. Really, all you have to do is search Google for a varying programming or developing or development technique or algorithm or library. I can pretty much guarantee you that you're going to find at least one paid course in the first page or two of results. So for example, if you went to Google and typed in OpenCV course, you're going to get a bunch of paid OpenCV courses in those search results, which means that someone has developed a course on that specific topic and they are selling their knowledge on it such that you as the consumer can purchase it and learn whatever's in the course. I, I say all that to really drive home the point that you likely already know a topic that is in demand and that people will pay for. And you likely already have sufficient mastery over that topic to create content on it. So various examples could include algorithm design and asymptotic analysis, data structures. Maybe you're a cloud engineer and you have intimate knowledge over, say, Amazon or uh, Google GCP. You have like these niche topics with your own field, similar to like how I understand computer vision and artificial intelligence. Maybe you have experience in that area too. Maybe you have experience in natural language processing, right? People can and will pay for knowledge on these topics if it saves them time to get up to speed on it and if their job depends on it. If you could nail both of those, you could literally be sitting on on a gold mine. And sure, it's hard to nail both because it's sort of a right place, right time scenario. But if you truly know a topic really well, and you can educate someone on it such that they can get up to speed quickly, and you can demonstrate by them achieving mastery over this topic that they could be paid more at their job, people will show out a lot of money for your content because it's valuable to them. Now, reason number two developers have an unfair advantage is that your technical skills, by, by their very nature, are well above average. By this, I mean you're going to require less handholding on the technology side to get the info product business up and running. If I were to tell you, hey, you need this web app here so people can buy your products, go sign up for it, or you need to install WordPress, so you can start authoring blog posts and start ranking in Google for it. So when people search for terms related to your content, you start popping up as search results. Well, even if you've never you know, used this particular web app, or if you've never installed WordPress before, you're likely going to be able to figure that out pretty quickly just by nature of you being technical in nature, that you understand you know, just how a mouse and a keyboard works, or just how the internet works, or how to register a domain name, or you're intelligent enough to go to Google and figure that out, or go to YouTube and watch a video tutorial on it. You're just light years beyond just the general population because you are already a developer. So compare that to someone who, say, hasn't spent their entire lives in front of a computer screen and doesn't understand these concepts as well, and I think my father is a really great example. He's intelligent, he has a PhD in biochemistry, he's done research, he's taught in universities, he's worked in the private sector. And a few years ago, he saw the success of Pi Image search and wanted to build something similar for himself. So when, when he was teaching, he really loved human anatomy and he often found his students struggling with certain concepts and specifically the visualizations that to him he felt the textbooks didn't do a good enough job with the visualizations, and he felt that he could do a better job. And he wanted to create a, a course or a set of resources with better visualizations and explanations. I helped him get started by telling him you know, a few all-in-one web apps that he could use that would allow him to create a blog, create a contact page, publish free content, create paid courses, market them, have email opt-ins so he could build his email list, collect payments via credit card or PayPal, and then deliver these products to his customers. Again, my father is very smart, but he just isn't used to web apps because that's just not how he grew up. That's not where his area of expertise is in. But as developers, you know, it's easier for us. It's easier to get up to speed with these little nuances, and we're just used to using our Google skills to figure stuff out on our own. That, that is a tremendous advantage. Don't, don't discount that. Third reason is that you have an innate built-in desire to build and create. There's this uh, this old joke I love that if you want to see an entrepreneur's boulevard of broken dreams, all you have to do is go to their GoDaddy account and see the domains they registered but have never actually done anything with. People will have these ideas like myself, like as an entrepreneur, i would be like, oh man, I have this great idea for a product. I just saw this awesome domain name and then I go to GoDaddy and just register it and then it just sits there for for 10 years. And I think the same thing is true for developers because all you have to do is go to their GitHub page. Like we we all have Lots of repos, which are only 10 to 15% fleshed out, and none of them are really, really working. And I say that not to, not to discourage you or to tell you that if you start an info product business that you'll never finish it or do anything with it, but rather to drive home the point that as a developer, you're, you're naturally curious. You have this innate desire to build and learn things for yourself. I, I get it. I'm the same way. I'm a bit more picky of what projects I get involved in now that I'm in my 30s, but in my teens and, and 20s, all I did was write and build code. It was just like shiny object syndrome where I would just have this new amazing idea and be like, man, I just have to go code this right now. And I'd open up an IDE and just, just start coding. And, you know, back then it gave me this tremendous sense of purpose and it made me feel good. And I didn't realize it back then, but I was learning all the, along the way. I was learning while doing. And I've never met a developer worth his salt didn't have the same mentality. And what's really nice here is that you can use that sense of drive and that sense of purpose to help you build content and education products that people actually pay for. Reason number four, you have an unfair advantage as a developer, is that you enjoy helping others. I'm willing to bet that you have, say, like a Stack Overflow account or a Reddit account or you belong to a Facebook group for developers and your particular niche and area of expertise. So if you're a web developer, say in the Python programming language, maybe you belong to a number of Django or Flask communities where you contribute and you help others and you get advice from, from other people as well. If you're like me and you do a lot of coding for computer vision and artificial intelligence, maybe you belong to a number of groups for OpenCV Library or the Scikit-learn library, right? And I'm also willing to bet that more than once you've helped out another developer in one of those platforms. and. Really, creating info product is just another way of help, right? Like, customers purchase your digital product, and they learn from you. And you may even have one-on-one interaction with them via, say, uh, email support or or blog post comments. Like, I've made a huge number of connections and made friends and peers simply by helping people out on the Search blog via the blog post comments section, right? And not only is this important to create a sense of reciprocity, but it makes you feel good. It makes you feel like a good person because you're helping someone else out. And at the core, at the end of the day, people really, really like that because they're not necessarily purchasing the brand from you, whether it's Pi image search or whatever you call your own business. They're purchasing you, the, the individual, because they now have a connection with you. You're not this no-name big entity, Fortune 500 company. No, you're an individual and they feel connected to you because you help them. I cannot overstate the importance in that. You know, before I turned off blog post comments on Pymage Church, because it was, it was just too much for me to handle due to my daily obligations of running the business. I mean, at one point we were getting like almost 100, 150 blog post comments every three or four days. And every Thursday morning, I would sit down and go through them one by one and, and respond to literally every single one it developed a tremendous sense of reciprocity within the business. So when people came to our content via Google or, or for wherever else, they would read it, they would find value in it, and they would read the comments and be like, wow, this person, he's, he's actually responding to his readers. He cares, he wants to see them successful. Now, of, of course, that doesn't scale. And at some point, I had to stop and be like, listen, like, I'm doing nothing else but you know answering blog post comments the majority of the week. I, I can't do that. I have other responsibilities I need to take care of. But in those early days, do not underestimate that sense of reciprocity. Help people as much as you can. It's going to go a long way. Reason number five as a developer that you have an unfair advantage is that you enjoy making money while you sleep. And I suppose this isn't specific to developers because who wouldn't enjoy making money while they sleep? But developers intuitively understand this concept well. You write code, you deploy it to production. And Provided it doesn't have a critical bug, it it runs 24-7 without your intervention. Any e-commerce website runs in this fashion. Any automated trading algorithm, whether in stocks or equities or crypto, all of that is automated. You write the code once, you deploy it to production, and then it just runs. And Provided there's no bug, it's going to continue running ad nauseum. This is just another form of leverage. You're investing your unique knowledge and your man-hours up front using them as leverage so that the output is 10, 100, or 1,000x of what your input is. And this leverage is effectively how any online education business runs. Once your info product business is up and running, and of course, reasonably sized and has a decent sized audience, you'll be able to make money while you're asleep, while you're on vacation, and hey, while you're sitting on the toilet, doom scrolling through Instagram. And I'll give you an example of that. Uh, My wife and I went to Dubai and the Maldives on our honeymoon, and there were mornings when I would wake up, look out at the beautiful ocean, and then see on my phone that sales were coming in while we were sleeping. And we were gone for about two weeks on our honeymoon, and the sales during that time almost covered the cost of it, which definitely wasn't a cheap honeymoon by, by any extent of the imagination. That's a truly special feeling, and it's certainly not unique to me, and it's something that I believe that you can replicate for yourself as well. Reason number six, it will make you better in your particular area of expertise. So as developers, we're used to authoring code, building beautiful apps, and implementing complex functionality in an elegant way. As we advance, we're always on the lookout for ways to improve ourselves. We study new algorithms and paradigms, we're looking for new libraries and packages. We follow the true masters in our field and we, we learn from them. But I argue there is a certain threshold we hit where writing more code will not make us better. And I believe that many developers plateau because they never do any teaching or mentoring along the way. Teaching something requires you to know a topic far better than you previously did because imparting knowledge is inherently more challenging. You can't treat certain algorithms or techniques like black boxes where it's input in, output out, and you don't really care what happened in the middle. No, that's not going to fly in a teaching environment because your students are naturally curious. They don't know, and they're going to question you on that. They're going to understand, like, what are the inner workings of this black box? What is this algorithm actually doing? They'll ask you questions of like, hey, how does the red-black tree data structure actually work? Or, you know, how... What's the correct expansion for a hash table when it's full? These are questions that you can't just hand wave. You have to address them to your students. And I argue that if a developer is starting to feel like they're at the top of their field or they're starting to plateau in some fashion, then what they should do is take three to six months and teach others. The questions you get from your students will shake something loose in you and will spark your curiosity. And again, You'll just simply have to know the material better to impart that knowledge to others. And the final reason, number seven, it will make you a better, more well-rounded, successful person. One of my favorite entrepreneurs, Naval Ravikant, once said, learn to sell, learn to build. If you can do both, you'll be unstoppable. I learned something similar when running PyImageSearch Search because it, it deepened my knowledge of computer vision and deep learning. But it also taught me how to market how to craft sales messages, how to build landing pages, how to build long-form sales pages, how to author email campaigns. And along the way, I learned how to both build in terms of the computer vision, the artificial intelligence topics. I had a much stronger mastery over them because I was teaching them to others. But I also learned how to sell. I learned the sales side of the business, and that showed me both sides of the worlds. And when I combined the two together, I was able to build a super successful info product business. And that knowledge just undoubtedly propelled my career. And I knew that whatever future position I went into, whether I started a new company or I went to work for someone else, that it didn't matter that I was going to be successful there too, because that I can connect the dots between the code, the product, and the marketing. And that every step along the way, I can maximize the value to the stakeholders, which would make me that much more valuable to the company or the organization that I was working with. And it's funny because as developers we spend the majority of our time building and creating these, these complex algorithms that we know that most other people aren't capable of doing and we kind of crack jokes at the expense of the sales team due to the lack of their technical knowledge but let me tell you something it is the sales team that is making the money that doesn't devalue us as developers and that doesn't put the sales team up on a pedestal but what it should do is encourage us to learn more about marketing and sales because as a developer, if you know both, you are truly unstoppable because this is one of the most important times to be alive as a developer. We hold so many keys. We have so much knowledge. And if we can just let our egos down a little bit and commit to learning more about sales and marketing, we will make ourselves that much more valuable. So I'll wrap up by saying, you know, this is a lot of information. So let it, let it all sit and digest a bit. And I want to reiterate that you likely already have the technical knowledge and proficiency to teach others. What you don't know technically, you'll learn along the way as, as you write, as you create video, and you build a following. I certainly didn't know everything about computer vision and deep learning when, when I was running Pi & Search. Quite the contrary. I was fresh out of grad school. I, I had a good understanding of computer vision. I did not have a great understanding of computer vision. But by running PyMage Search, I quickly started to reach mastery levels because I was spending all my time teaching and helping others. I was learning from other people's questions myself because sometimes I didn't know the answer. And then I had to go do the research. And then once I understood what I read, I had to go back to that original person and help them. That helped my mastery. I believe that as a developer within your own topics, whether you're a Python web developer or a JavaScript front-end developer... If you're feeling like you're plateauing, teaching others is a great way to get through it. And I'll wrap up by saying, by running PyMage Search, it deepened my technical ability and it enabled me to learn sales and marketing, which is ultimately what allowed me to create this successful company. And whether you're just looking to build a a small passive income stream to make rent or your car payment, or you want to try and follow in my footsteps and build a full-time job that can create wealth for you. I'm confident that you can do it if you put your mind to it because you already have the knowledge you need to do it. All you got to do is learn a bit of sales and marketing, which of course is why this podcast exists. I'm here to help you bridge the gaps between the two, give you actionable advice, tips, and techniques that you can use to build a successful info product business. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let it all digest a bit. And if you have any questions on it, send me an email. If you have any questions about this episode or suggestions for future episodes, send me an email at questions at infoproductmastery.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.